Susul. Welcome to Under the Plum Bob, the podcast about all things related to the EA Max's series of games called The Sims. We avoid the real world by talking about our made-up ones. Each episode, we'll focus on one of several rotating themes, including building, gameplay, lore, and more. All right, so I'm Jane. You guys haven't heard from me in a while. It's been a minute. My podcasting skills are a little rusty, so if I sound a little bit like I'm not quite on the same planet as everybody else, uh, that would be why. (laughs) <laughs> nah, you're good. This is Melissa, friendly neighborhood editor and host of Social Bunny. And I'm Jessica. All right. We're back. It's a full Social Bunny power hour you're about to hear. Rock on. Woohoo! Yeah, and appropriately so, because there's some big news. I mean, it's not any, like, surprising news, but there's a birthday going on uh, around this time of year. It sure is. Ubu vrus that's happy birthday, The Sims, in Simlish, apparently. So that's really cool. Wait, my horn, my horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has a horn. I debated actually singing that in, like, the happy birthday tune. <laughs> ooh, ooh, rose, ba, do. Ooh, ooh, rose, ba, do. It worked. <laughs> so, yeah, The Sims is 20 years old, which makes me feel a million. So that's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> It really does. It's kind of weird for me because it makes me feel simultaneously very old and very young because I'm about to turn 26 in July, which is insane to me. And then also, like, I've literally, The Sims has been alive and a thing almost as long as I've been alive. Like, that's bananas to me. Yeah. No, same. We're around the same age, and that is bonkers. But yeah, the um, the birthday date, uh, we are past it now at the time of listening to this, but it was February 4th, 2020, 20 years of The Sims. Um, and we actually, the community, got a birthday gift out of yes. The Sims' birthday. We did. We got an interesting hot tub for free. And I, I believe it's kind of similar to one that came in a pack, I believe. Yes. It was from, well, whichever one had the hot tubs that came with it. I think it was like backyard stuff or something. Um, Somebody said that the hot tub they gave us was basically the same one as in the backyard stuff pack, but with a like roof canopy thing on it. So yeah, it's, it's got a roof canopy and it's got a lot of uh, green plum bobs on it, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, you know, a design choice a la, you know, the Sims. Um, In my opinion, it's ugly as sin, but I appreciate the gesture. EA Maxis. Yeah. Free item. The canopy's kind of cute. Yeah, I'll take a free item. This is, well, you know, the way I look at it, it's like, this is why we have people who know how to recolor CC and stuff. You know, <laughs> it's like, if you don't like a print on a base game object, it's like you go you go over to Spoonflower and you go to Sims 4 Studio, you slap that shit on in Photoshop and you're in business, you know? Ooh, so Yeah, because like, I get it. But also, like, where would I use that? In- I, yeah, like, I get it. I think it's meant to just be, like, a gimmicky kind of item. My thing is, you know, with it, I don't even necessarily have an issue with it. It's just that, for me, I prefer my worlds to be a little more realistic. And that's, like, I don't have, like, Sims-themed apparel or, like, merchandise mm-hmm. in my houses or families. Because it's, like, for me, that just, like, breaks the kind of breaks the fourth wall, I guess, is the best totally, term. Totally. Fair and valid. But as Jess said, it's true. It's a free item. Yes. I'm happy with it. So with this gift, some 
uh, infographics and data kind of came out. Uh, mm-hmm. Max, is, as a promotional thing, kind of gave us some sims by the numbers. I love these. I love facts. I love, you know, infographic data. Um, this is hysterical. Did you know there have been four games, obviously, and 75, over 75 packs of content? That's crazy. Probably spent too much money mm-hmm. on. <laughs> that is that is bananas to me. Like seeing it seeing it actually laid out like that, it's like, oh yeah, I guess there has been 75 packs because I mean you notice, you know, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but with every game, you know, they repeat some of the similar themes, which makes sense. Um, but I mean that's that's so much. 75 across four games, that's that's how many packs per game? Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the math on this. Because that's nuts to me. Okay, let's see. 75 divided by 4, 18.75. So let's round that up to 19. That's almost 20 packs per game. I mean, we're we're part of the sickness, so. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're enabling. Yep. That's all the expansions. That's stuff packs. So much. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> you got over 1.6 billion Sims created. That includes 6.9 million vampires, 1 million mermaids, which kind of impressive given that like mermaids, well, no, mermaids were yeah, in three. They were as well. But yeah. a million mermaids and 207,000 aliens. Wow. Aliens not getting a lot of love uh, compared to your vampires and your mermaids, but mm-hmm. do people, yeah, I don't know. Do people not like aliens? Cause like I tried, I tried playing with aliens once and I, I didn't like it very much. Then it was like I had one sim who was a half alien and he was really smart. So I was like, oh, well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe I should play with aliens more. Um, the mermaid figure, though, surprises me. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't know if anyone else had this issue. But once I bought Island Paradise, my Sims 3 game basically stopped running for a while. Oh, yeah. That was that was how my Sims 3 career ended. That <laughs> was like, the. I, I feel like that's common. I think that was the nail in the coffin for everybody. Well, yeah. Jess, you're a you're a Sims three player primarily. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts and feelings on how that affected your game? Um, well, before I even downloaded it, I turned off everything but human and alien Sims, so I haven't really More. experienced the mermaid aspect of it. Smart. Yeah, probably for the better. Yeah, I heard, I heard in three like. I guess, like, I, I heard if you turn off houseboats and, like, you disable them for your world, it makes your game run faster. I haven't tried that yet, but I think it's worth a shot. It's just, like, now I don't really feel the need to play Sims 3 anymore because we're getting so many similar expansions for Sims 4, you know? it's like, True. The Check out our episodes number 42 and 43, um, Island Living Review that we did on the version in Sims 4. We talk a lot about, kind of, past iterations of island living um and me and roxy talked for a very long time about uh dolphins so 1.3 billion with a b woohoos i'm not sure how they calculate that you creep yeah and with 1.6 billion sims i i i really don't believe that because i really think there would be more woohoos than Mm -hmm. sims and like maybe maybe they're kind of presuming like oh well every most Sims are created by being born out of a woohoo, which that's not the way that I play, but who knows? No, I do. I do wonder how they calculated that. Like, are they looking at like some analytics or something? Cause that's weird. <laughs> um, 
575 million sim households, 37 million sim weddings, and 173,000 sim toddlers. Oh, shout out to our our love of toddlers on across our teams are you know varying Mm -hmm. varying uh feelings on children in the game holy baby jesus i mean i love i love raising sim children don't get me wrong but that is that is too many toddlers i would uh, mm -mm. but i've to be fair i've probably made like about 500 across all my games so you know really it's not yeah uh, let's see. We've got 65 million hours spent in the gallery with 41 million uploads and 825 million downloads. Uh, the infographic concludes with thank you to our players. Hashtag play with life. And God, I'm a little nostalgic with this. It's, it's really that's nice. nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, if you want to, uh, use the hashtag play with life challenge to chime in with your own experiences and share your joy and your memes. I know um, the EA team is kind of looking out for uh, that content to kind of bring the community closer together. And if you want to also hashtag under the plumb Bob podcast or whatever variation of our crazy hashtag that exists, uh, do that. And then you can, we can give you some love as well. We got clothes. We got real life clothes. Um, there's a, Oh, these are cute. These are hella cute. So yeah, it's these really cute shirt designs um, that EA Max has released as the 20th birthday collection. Like these are straight up adorable. Oh, those are cute. I love these. Like there's like really beautiful stylized plum bobs with cow plants. You got your freezer bunny. I think. Let's woohoo. I would wear that. I oh man! Oh, I love the freezer bunny. That's so cute. That's hysterical Aww. because it's so like it's an in joke. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can only ever like get it if you get it. If yeah, if you if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. <laughs> oh, and these grim designs are really cool. It's grim with his uh, his death pad. Oh man, I might have to snag one of these. These are cute. Yeah. And if you are just on a roll with buying clothes, we have merch too. Yes. You can check that out at underthepumbob.com. For the birthday celebration, as part of our festivities, uh, we also got a new update, uh, which included the um, great the hot tub, little hot tub that we got exactly. The hot tub that is dividing the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> But much appreciated here at Under the Plum Bob. Um, we also got some new music. So with, Ooh. you know, one of the little hidden Easter eggs in The Sims is that often uh, there are some music within, you know, when you click to play uh, your jukebox or your or your earphones, um, some music comes on. And sometimes it's Sim versions, simlish versions of songs out here in the real world. First up, we have Jekyll and Hyde, which is performed by Bishop Briggs, written by Sarah Grace McLaughlin, Christine Flaherty, and Joel Little. That's cool. And we have Take My Hand by Charlie XCX, written by Charlotte Aitchison, Ariel Rexshide, I am butchering that name, I'm sure, and Justin Raisin. Um, we have We Are Young, performed by Fun and featuring Janelle Monet, um, written by Nate Ruiz, I believe, Andrew Dost, Jack Antonoff, and Jeff Basker. And Violet Stars Happy Hunting, performed by Janelle Monet, written by Janelle Monet Robinson, 
Nathaniel Irvin III and Charles Joseph II. All legitimate ops. Um, I'm very interested in the We Are Young version that has Janelle in it. Yes. Um, I love that song. I love fun. I love her. I might be uh, checking that out in game. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, the one thing I'm wondering with, you know, these Simlish tracks, do like the artists actually go in and like sing the songs in Simlish? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. That is yeah. wild. YouTube has videos of when they used to do it in, I'm, I think Sim 3, Sims, or no, I think it was Sims 2 actually. Well, that's awesome. Cause I want to see, I want to see the Simlish performance of the Paramore song. Yes. Yes. Here's a funny anecdote. So I found Paramore literally through playing The Sims 2 because I heard that song and I was like, oh, that's a good song. Who sang that song? And then I went up and looked up the real version of the song and the rest is history. And now Paramore is my favorite band. So there is video content that exists on YouTube of Lily Allen singing the song Smile. I want to say that Sims 2 listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that, w- that would have been Sims 2. Yeah, that would have been the same time frame. But it's such a bop. In English and in Simlish, so check that out. And it's it's literally her in a recording studio singing in Simlish and kind of being like, "This is really fucking weird, but I'm having the time." (laughs) (laughs) I I can imagine, you know, it would be weird. I mean, singing okay, so like singing in a language that isn't your native language is hard enough, right? But then you're singing in a totally made up language that like you've never even really heard before, and it's like, what the fuck? So. And bananas, yeah. So for bug fixes, it looks like they fixed some crashes that occurred in build mode that were afflicting some of our players. And then the next thing they fixed was related to island living. Um, they fixed an issue in which uh, simoleons were not being granted after selling research data, which would have sucked. Um, Sims with child of the island trait can now summon island elements, ask for judgment, and receive judgment properly. Maybe it was a good thing you weren't being judged, but hey, you do you. That's interesting. See, I haven't even done that yet. So I'm like, what's the judgment part? I don't I don't even know what that is. Does like it put a curse on you or something if you don't do it right or what? Yeah, again, I'll fall under that category of just not exploring island living as much as I could because I also haven't been playing uh, in a hot minute myself. Yep. The struggle is real. And then I find too that like when I play... I tend to just like fall back on doing the same activities and I never really do anything new. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make a perfect little happy family that has lesbians in it. And like six kids and all these extended families and cousins and uncles and everybody just running around. And it's like, when in my life am I ever going to explore a new career or, you know, go to a new area? Never. So. Yeah. We had a episode pretty recently, episode 58. Uh, with Team Cowplant, they talked about who's your Mary Sue, and you know they kind of discussed like the typical go-to sim or family or game that they uh, usually just sit down and make if they're starting a fresh game. So sounds like your Mary Sue includes uh, Mrs. and Mrs. Mary Sues. Yes, I find that my typical play style it's like either really high drama levels of play or it's like domestic bliss. There's zero <laughs> in between. Either 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 there's a dude, either there's a dude in the family and he's sleeping with every woman up and down the block, and his wife doesn't know about it, or it's a perfect little happy family and they've got like eight thousand kids and a picket fence. You know. So. Amen. 
Listen. It's just zero middle ground, but you know what? That, that's, Balance is overrated. That's how mm-hmm. it be sometimes. So with the Sims turning 20, uh, some non, non-typical non news outlets have been doing some coverage on the game itself. Um, you know, I've seen a bunch of these here and there talking about, you know, this is kind of a milestone anniversary uh, across, you know, outlets that don't typically cover gaming. Uh, For example, this first one we have is from the BBC News Round, and they do this cute little, you know, quick history uh, compilation of, you know, from The Sims' humble beginnings to Will Wright and, you know, his background. And it's a a cute read. So check that out. Um, We'll have a link in the description so you can check that out. Uh, Yeah, from that BBC article, they give us some facts. Uh, 20 years on, the game has sold around 200 million copies. It has been translated into 22 different languages and is one of the best-selling games series of all time. Uh, France loves The Sims so much that it created a postage stamp in 2005 as a tribute to the game. That's really cool. I want that postage stamp. If anybody, you know, who's listening, if you know where to find that stamp, let me know. If it's still around, I want one. So we will see. Send us a picture. I wonder if it has like a plumb bob on it or something. I bet it's cute. I'm sure. I mean, everything Sims is cute to me. So uh, Sims 3, since since the release of Sims 3, it has sold more than 10 million copies to date, making it one of the best-selling PC games of all time. And that makes my heart a little happy because I do play that one so much. Holy moly. And The Sims 4 has recently passed 20 million unique players around the world, which wow. is crazy. That's nuts. Hasn't um hasn't Sims 3 been out for uh let's see, over 10 years now, hasn't it? Yeah, I think Sims 3 came out in 2009. I believe it did. I think it came out in the spring of 2009. And this is kind of a funny story about Sims 3. So at the time, I was kind of transitioning away from playing Sims on my GameCube because I started with Sims 2 on the GameCube. Don't ask me why. It was just what I had and what I thought to play. Um, And I transitioned over to Sims 3. And my first reaction, because I was a child at the time, I was like, where is all the pets and stuff? And I didn't kind of realize it was just the base game and that the stuff got added in as time went on. So I just kind of gave up on it. And then a couple of years later, I picked it back up and I was like, wow, there's all this extra crap that I can add in here. Let me buy all of this right now. And, you know, everything was happily ever after after that. So, yay. <laughs> but yeah, that's just a funny story. That's kind of how my Sims experience was when I was a kid. I was like, I want everything right now. And if I can't have it, I don't want to play at all. So <laughs> great segue setup, Jane. Uh, speaking of console, um, the EA uh, Sims 4 community posted uh, a piece about kind of the new news uh, for console and how console players can celebrate the 20th anniversary of the game. From February 4th to March 3rd, PlayStation Plus members will be able to download the Sims 4 Standard Edition for free. Uh, It's the perfect time to jump into the game and learn why so many people love playing with life. In addition... EA is also celebrating with sales on select packs in the PlayStation Store through March 4th. You can save up to 50% on many of the expansion packs, game packs, and stuff packs to expand your gameplay opportunities. Um, That sounds like an ad for EA, but basically, in in summary, go save money on the game. If you're looking to play, uh, now's your shot because it's uh, a little bit cheaper, which is good. That's kind of cool. See, and my thing is, too, with that, I would pick it up on console because I do have PlayStation Plus. But it's like, 
I'm so used to playing on the computer with all my mods, I wouldn't be able to. I don't think I'd be like, where where are my mods? Where's Slice of Life? Where's Base Mental? Where's Wicked Whims? Why is there no porn on my screen? Like, what? well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just revealing all of my weird tastes here. But like I said, I like realism in my game. So it's like if my Sims are out, you know, having sex and then having like a post-coital cigarette, it's like, okay. Jane, awesome. you're among friends. Yeah, yes. tough to mod on the console. Um, but the... Console players did receive that um, the twentieth birthday hot tub as a gift, as did oh, yeah, PC players. Right. So, so they got one too, which is pretty cool. Everyone gets a hot tub. You get a hot tub. You get a hot, hot tub. tub for everybody. <laughs> yeah, hot tubs for everybody. It's kind of like stoves for vanity, only it's more universal. Indeed. So the thing I'm thinking too, and this is another tangent, but this just came to mind is. There are some games on console that have actually introduced mods, and I think I've talked about this before, but the first one that comes to mind is Fallout 4. They did introduce some smaller mods on consoles, and I'm thinking, like, in the future with The Sims, you know, maybe that's a thing that's going to happen, where it's like, oh, you can have this mod, this mod, and this mod on your game, because they're, like, officially endorsed by EA or whatever. Like, if there was a partnership with a couple of creators or something. I think that's my hope for the future of console and mods in general i think yeah i think it would be good and the other reason that i think so and i don't mean to interrupt you but i just wanted to squeeze this in here is because you know you look at these modders and they just bust their asses trying to get this code out to us every time there's an update and it's like they deserve to be paid for their work you know they should be collaborating with ea because they work so hard I, i could never in a world where and i'm let me say this i'm so not ready for sims 5 i think for me neither no thank you needs more and more work but in a world where um they get to kind of restructure what the community looks like mm-hmm. i mean three was like the sim store and you could purchase additional content this time so you're saying you're saying like as in how the community interacts with each other basically well so i mean now with four you've got the gallery and you can right. download free content i think the the upgrade for sims 5 would be here are some mods that are not you you don't buy them from ea but they're ea sanctioned and right sponsored and, they, and they'd have to fit a very a very strict set of requirements i would imagine i mean they'd have to basically run like the base sims game and be you know family friendly so absolutely yeah which, so that would be fair uh, that's totally fair like if i knew how to code i would love to do something like that i can't code for shit but if i knew how to i would be like hey can i work with you ea to put like some disabilities in the game maybe totally. i don't know which is so needed. And the beauty of four so far has been our ability as a community to add in what the game ha- kind of misses. Yeah. So that's, again, I am not ready for Sims five. I, my wallet cannot handle it. Exactly. Um, but in, but in the case that it allows for just another upgrade to the community, I think that would be the value add. Right. I think, and I agree with what you said. I think my favorite thing about Sims 4, you know, has been that it's so much, I feel so much more open with the whole modding process and like the kinds of things that you can add to your game. Like if I want to, I'm able to sit down and make a trait and add like a real life, you know, psychological disorder. Like I made an anorexia trait for storytelling purposes because I had this save file based off of my novel a while back and one of my characters is anorexic. So I was like, well, I need to somehow represent that in the game because otherwise, you know, it's not really going to feel right. And I did it and I tried to make it as least offensive as I could possibly do it. And it has like 300 downloads now, which is crazy. So 
you know, and my, my thinking is, you know, there's some mods in the fandom too that I'm sure that have helped people with recovery from things like that, you know, because if you can kind of express negative feelings in The Sims, I think sometimes it helps with like real life stuff. So I agree. I think more, more mod uh, partnerships in the future are the way to go. That would be good. Cause I'm, I, I'm thinking when I say mod partnerships, I'm thinking of, and if you know, you know, but if you don't know, you should go look this up. But I'm thinking of somebody like Eleonora who works with the fallout four team, um, Bethesda to like bring her mods and make some of them official. And she makes these really nice player homes and stuff. And it's very cool. So you know, things like that would be really cool to see with future Sims games. Nice. Yeah. All right. So let's move on and talk about these, the new styles. Yep. So they released uh, the, the few styles that are going to be in the arts and crafts and knitting style pack. And what are your thoughts on them? Cause I'll say mine when you're, <laughs> I think, you know, I'm looking at these. I'm sitting here looking at these. I like the boots. Those are cute. I think a lot of the tops and things are cute, but at the same time, it's like they're kind of, I don't know, grandparent-y or like eccentric artist-y, you know? Like they only fit a very particular subset of Sims, I feel. I mean, I'm sure I'll use them because they're cute, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it has to appeal to a very certain kind of player, you know? So I think the idea was that it, fit within the knitting craft because I guess Uh, I was reading and I could be wrong on this but I was reading I guess you can craft your own clothes is that how that works that's what I'm hearing yeah that would be kind of cool yeah that's a neat idea I like that not mad about it I mean I'm not like thrilled by the art or anything it doesn't really jump out at me like some past packs have but it is very cute and I can see it being used a lot on my elderly sims because you know it's knitting so obviously any of their little Hashtag sweaters. Grand Exactly. Oh. So, okay. So, like, side sidebar, what is the granny cult? Care to elaborate maybe in, like, one sentence? Well, it's a abstract idea that I've yet to employ, but I think with the knitting pack coming to life, I plan on doing a version of the cult challenge mm-hmm. by which uh, your cult leader is an adorable grandmother. Aww. And instead of maliciously recruiting cult members maybe she pulls either adults or kids into the mix and just like cares about them them. and like creates a loving cult adorable community yeah it's a loving cult that has snacks and weird sugar-free candy and lots and lots of knitted goods i am so that's that's so so excited to start mine too and uh going back to the styles uh I was kind of disappointed because only one of the things I voted for actually made it, and the others aren't really nitty to me. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, they're kind of, I don't know. To me, they say like more, I don't know if this is the correct word, if I'm going for either more bohemian or more eccentric. I don't really know like what I'm trying to nail down here style wise, but I'm trying to describe it and words are failing me, which is unusual. So I don't know. I think it's nice. I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm also not unhappy, if that makes sense. I'm kind of eh about it until I see more, so. And I'd say it's probably a casualty of the fact that, like, this is really the first time that the community has been allowed yeah. to vote. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, like, I 
I didn't get to vote. I'm a dope. But I started to vote and then closed the window and had to do something else and mm. then missed the window. But I, like, I know I wanted that number 33, that, like, crop top-ish. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, um, that's cute. I'm not mad just about that. Just caught my eye and I really liked it. And I really love number 70, the little baby oh. onesie with the elephant yeah, thing. Yeah, I like, and, um... I like 49. I like those pants. And then I also like the hat. That's number 12. That's cute. The hat's adorable. And while it's not all like knit centric, I I think, I think it makes sense. I I feel like had this not been the very first opportunity to get our voice heard on some stuff that goes into the game, I feel like people would have gone more with the theme of like, oh, it's a knitting pack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I think um I think people, you know, you give them free reign like this and we've seen this in the modding community as well. It's like if you give people the ability to do or at least try to do whatever they want within a game, they're going to go fucking bananas. Like that's just human human nature. Yeah. So, can't blame them. <laughs> I said I will say I voted for so many hats and so many sweaters. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you because I mean, hats and sweaters to me, that's like right on brand with, you know, like a kind of knitting crafty that theme pack, you know, because like my aunt likes to crochet stuff and she loves making hats. So I'm realizing it's like her now, only now that the um, Viking hat and beard uh, knit thing didn't come through, which is a major bummer. <laughs> I'm I sure somebody- so surprised for that Ooh. one. I thought that would get voted in. See, but the thing I think it's important to remember, somebody said this on Tumblr last night, so this isn't even my idea, but the thing I think is important to remember with these stuff packs and all this, like, community-voted stuff is that there's all this art and assets and things floating around now, and I'm sure that some custom content creator who knows how to make things from scratch is going to take all this art and use it as inspiration and actually make the stuff that didn't make it into the pack. Right, and I'm thinking even along the lines of that, you know, future of mod partnerships, like, if they have a vote like this somewhere down the line maybe they say well here's the here's the basic code that we put together for these items that we don't based on your vote we're not going to carry forward but here it is as a free you know bit of content that the modders can go out and create it as they want and here's you know here's the piece that you need to make it work in the game again i don't really know how computers work but like that's that's the kind of thing like what if what if we kept building that relationship um with right. And I think, you know, I think we're in an age of gaming just in general where developers are listening to players more. Yeah. You know, and I think what it is, I personally, I think what it is, is that the Internet is so prevalent now. It's like developers kind of they're at the point where even if they wanted to ignore player feedback, they really can't because it's everywhere. Yep. You know, yeah. There's always somebody, there's always somebody, let me put it this way, this is inelegant, this is not a very elegant way of expressing this, but there's always somebody bitching about something, you know? I mean, I'm so. guilty. Um, which is, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. fair, which is fair and valid. People express your feelings, it's healthy, you know, keep a journal, I don't know. And over the next couple of weeks, uh, the concept artist uh, who made the last batch of uh, potential outfits cast item they're going to be creating more art for the next vote that is coming in early march uh and you'll be able to help settle on the objects that uh the team moves forward with so stay tuned for that very cool there's a a bit of news here that i wanted to point out um video game related and team member related jane is a published author if y'all didn't know 
Yeah, I uh, now have my very first ever published article, which is an absolutely bananas sentence to say, and I'm still getting used to saying this out loud. But I wrote an article for Kotaku about my experiences gaming as a person with cerebral palsy and like what kind of games are easy for me, what kind of games are difficult, what things developers might do to make gaming more accessible to people. And I have gotten really overwhelmingly positive feedback People are saying it's a very informative read, so I would encourage everybody to go check it out. Let me know what you think. I hate tooting my own horn and plugging my own shit, but I think this is for a good cause uh, of increasing, you know, everybody deserves the opportunity to try video games if they want to, and not everybody's always able to do that. So, you know, it's important to bring awareness to accessibility in the games industry. Jane, it's a great piece, and we're thrilled to, like, congratulate you. Yes. It's out there. It's on Kotaku. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's been, um, it's been absolutely surreal. It's been a really good experience, though. I pitched the thing to this editor, and he got back to me, and he, I, I mean, he was just, he was wonderful to work with. I'm not going to name drop, but if he's listening to this episode, then he knows who he is. He was incredible to work with and he was so nice. And it was just such a great first experience of, you know, trying to freelance and pitch these pieces because I have so many ideas for things. And it's like, I don't always know how to express them to people in like a formal manner because it's just like, it's so scary to just approach people and be like, hey, do you like this idea that I have? And it's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to say this has been my big break, you know, because it hasn't brought me like fame or riches or anything. But that was never the point in the first place. You know, the point was just this is something that is I'm so passionate about is making sure that gaming is accessible to absolutely everybody in some form or fashion. And that has enabled me to do that. So it's been just fantastic. Yeah. And it's absolutely it's such an important message we're so thrilled to to say we know you have to remember the little people when you get big and famous Miss Kotaku <laughs> seriously yeah just remember us here under the palm bob if you want to hear us talk more about visibility in gaming particularly in the sims uh Jane joins a discussion uh episode 16 back in the early days of the show uh called increasing visibility uh and we uh have that chat about you know what the community can do uh, to make games, The Sims particularly, more inclusive. So check that out and check out James' article. That was yeah, that episode. That was a whole thing, and I went off on a whole tangent. And I, I just, but it was so great to get all that <laughs> stuff off my chest because I've been thinking about you know just generally being inclusive with media is something that I think about all the time. I'm always thinking about you know this piece of media. Does it positively or negatively represent this group? And if so, you know, how and why? And, you know, I try to do a little nuanced analysis in my head. And I'm like, I'm not very, very smart all the time. But, you know, I'm kind of figuring this shit out as I get older. It's like, oh, not everything is fair. Not everything is equal. We're living in a kind of weird world where some people are valued more than others. And that's not cool. So, yeah. But works like yours are absolutely contributing to that changing in the future so be be proud of yourself this yeah. is a big deal i mean that's that's good yeah you know that's good to hear because that's all i wanted you know and of course the n- nice bonus is that it's nice to just have my first publication credit and i can show this to people and be like hey this one time i wrote this article this is how i write do you like it do you want more things from me and i've already had a couple of people reach out to me and they've been like hey if you ever want to write for us you know go ahead and it's like well maybe this is you know this is getting the train moving so, 
we'll just have yeah. to see. But it's been very exciting and a really good experience. And I'm just glad to be able to kind of share it with everybody. It's been um, pretty, pretty crazy month over here. Very, so, very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. So our next thing in the script, this is kind of sad. There was a mod creator uh, named Scumbumbo, and he was very well known for various script mods that kind of fixed the game and kind of cleaned it up a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away, um, but there is a handful of very talented modders in the fandom that are making sure that his mods kind of stay updated and just keeping his legacy alive and recognizing what he's done for the game, which I think is very sweet. And it's a nice, this is again, a nice example of like how gaming communities come together to help people. Like you hear all those, you know, feel good stories about, oh, you know, this person had cancer. So this game company let him play the game early. I think that happened, I believe with um, Smash Brothers a couple of years ago, there was a terminally ill fan who really wanted to play it. He was literally on his deathbed and Nintendo was like, here, have a copy, you know. So this is a kind of a side example of that kind of thing where it's like something terrible happens in a fandom and people kind of just come together. So, Yeah, um, if I could read the quote that uh, fellow modder Base Mental said, um, Base Mental is one of the folks instrumental in kind of keeping uh, the legacy of Scumbumbo alive. The quote I think is just really sweet. His coding and problem-solving skills were unparalleled, but furthermore, he was altruistic to the bone and willing to always lend a hand to anyone that needed help. And that with a dash of tongue-in-cheek sarcasm and great sense of humor. It is impossible to mod this game and not have heard of him. So, yeah, it, it's that's tough, but it, I, I hope that we get to, you know, have, have Scum Bumbo's mods live on because, I mean, they're excellent pieces of work. One of the first, um, actually Roxy's first ever installed mod was from Scum Bumbo, don't wash dishes where you angry poop. Um, so that there's that tongue-in-cheek sarcasm. And that was the fix for having your sim walk all the way to the bathroom upstairs to wash their dishes from the kitchen. Um yeah, I don't know. It's it's very sweet. It's it's very sad. We're, our thoughts are with um, this mod, this modder, and the mod community. For sure. Yeah, it's it's very sad. It's always sad when these things happen. It's like, oh, you know, this this sucks. This is a whole piece of the fandom that's just kind of gone. You know, somebody's so instrumental. You know, one day they're here and then they're not, and it's weird. All right. Any last thoughts on the state of things here as we celebrate the 20th year of this fabulous game that we all love so much? I'm excited for the future of the franchise, and I also want to take a moment to, because I'm going to be retweeting this on my personal Twitter when it comes out, I wanted to thank everybody who has been reading and responding to my Kotaku article and sparking these conversations around game accessibility. Um, it's been very heartwarming to see that and just nice to see. And I just wanted to take an opportunity to thank everyone verbally because I've been thanking people on Twitter left and right, but that's just not enough. So thank you. Um, I just can't wait for another 20 years of making people I know and killing other Sims in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Killing people I know, committing casual murder. No, can you, I mean, we're going to be probably in our fifties playing this, uh, yeah, this Sims game. Me, oh, I'll I'll be I'll be playing the shit in a nursing just home. Say, just bet me like, in the retirement yeah. home. We will foster the Janine. new generations. Janine, can you help me boot up my computer? 
Grandma, Grandma Melissa, don't you know that we all use our, our face Google goggle contact lenses to use computers now? I know, but humor this old bird with her desktop computer. I need to make my Sims woohoo. Woohoo! You, you children, you children in your newfangled technology. Yeah. Me in a wheelchair in my little old granny shawl. Uh, <laughs> hashtag granny cult wearing the let's woohoo t-shirt. Um, yeah. I mean, that the future can only get brighter. Hashtag, hashtag granny cult. Hashtag play with life. And that brings us to the section where we tell you how you can reach out to us and leave us reviews and give us feedback. So we are PlumbobCast on Instagram and Twitter. We are PlumbobPodcast on Reddit. And we post on r slash the Sims a lot as well. We are under the Plumbob Podcast on Facebook and Tumblr. Just use your little fingers to tippity-tap that in the search bar. Uh, or just go to our website, undertheplumbob.com. There's a contact form there, or you can email us directly at undertheplumbobpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are also on Twitch and YouTube, where we provide video content. Uh, just search Under the Plumbob. Uh, we have episodes of this podcast starting to appear uh, Mondays in 2020. So you, if you don't want to deal with Apple Podcasts or you don't have like an RSS feed stream that works for you, um, if you prefer to listen on your desktop, you can just find us on YouTube, full episodes. We'll have those uh, in the new year. That's this year. We're in the new year. We also have weekly Twitch streams. Uh, those happen Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Um, we also have these After Dark streams. They happen on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, those get a little spicy sometimes. Uh, and one of our Simizens, Dom, he's NerdyDude247 on Twitter. He has stepped up and is our Sims console expert. Um, he's got weekly Tumblr posts. You can definitely check those out. I recommend them. As a uh, former non-console believer, check those out under dash the dash console. Um, you should definitely, as we said above, um, subscribe, rate, and review. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, YouTube. Check us out on all of those places and give us your feedback because we're all kind of learning as we go here. There's a review that we got. It's five stars. And the person says... I was super excited to learn that there was a podcast out there where all things Sims were discussed. I rarely have someone in my friend group to gush about the Sims, so listening to Under the Plumbob podcast is super entertaining. The teams make each episode interesting and fun. Well, good. Uh, While listening as I work or play games, I always learn something new about the Sims, whether it be about current events slash updates, game mechanics, or mods. All the speakers are super funny and approachable. Aw, thank you. Um, If you want a podcast that is great to listen to as you game do chores or homework this is the podcast for you yeah that was a review uh from jc frederi f-r-e-d-e-r-i on apple podcasts from the u.s thank you so much jc um this is just lovely to hear it never gets old and we love your feedback we love when it's positive but we love any and all feedback we have a patreon make sh- so make sure you follow our page check out our options everybody who contributes gets an invite to our private discord channel so you too can be a fancy bitch and talk to us about we have all things so much fun on yes. there uh we also have merch uh you can te- uh check it out at our website under the you can get 
sweatshirts, t-shirts, water bottles, mugs. The mugs are awesome. I have one myself. So uh, thank you to everyone that contributed to writing and research. And thanks as always to the wonderful Sims fan sites out there that provide most of our research and news. Sims Community, Sims VIP, Carl, we love you. The Sims Wiki, Simmers Digest, and Iron Seagull on YouTube. Uh, also featured in this episode, we had um, the BBC co.uk slash news round with some of that article content kotaku of course and last but definitely not least thank you for listening and loving the game as much as we do we're so grateful to share this fandom with you and have the enthusiastic support from the community thank you everyone so much for joining us uh we're gonna head back to the real world oh if you're listening this is your reminder to save your game yes please 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 save your game Stop what you're doing right now and hit save. Do it. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.